Hey, we're, uh, we're in week three of a series called DNA, and this is a series where we look at um, who we are as a ministry, and, uh, and DNA is what makes us who we are. And so each week we've talked about um, something that is core to our beliefs and core um, to who we are here at United here at Beach Students. Um, the first week we talked about how we are committed to praying for revival in Jacksonville. We're committed to praying for revival in Jacksonville. That's what 714 is all about. Um, the second week, last week, we talked about how we are committed to serving, um, how our, our student ministry and really our church uh, is, is all um, about being for people, being for the beaches, and, um, and just really being servant-hearted. And then tonight, we're going to talk about our top five. Really, this could be a whole series in and of itself, and maybe at some point we will, but tonight we're going to kind of cover it, kind of an overview. Our top five and we're going to be talking about our values, the things that we celebrate here at United. And the truth is everyone has values. Everyone has values. And, and values, sometimes you might hear values and you say, oh, well, someone has values. They're like, they have good morals and that kind of thing. But the truth is values aren't necessarily good. Values are just things that you value, things that um, you make decisions based off of. And so um, you may have good values like you know, faith or family or, or, or helping people or serving. And you may have maybe not so good values, like I'm going to do whatever I can to get ahead uh, because it's all about me, or I'm going to do whatever I can to get paid and make money because it's all about me, or I'm going to do whatever I can to get ahead in life. And so, like, maybe those are your values. So values aren't necessarily good, but we all have them. Every single human being in the world, no matter what you believe, no matter where you're from, no matter how old you are, has Values And just like individuals have values, and you may be thinking of the things that you value personally right now or your family values, just like individuals have values, uh, groups have values, organizations have values, athletic teams have values, and these values determine uh, the, the decisions that they make and how they make them. And, and like, so uh, an example might be like a few years ago, the Jags are terrible. And then they had new management and new ownership come in and put forth a new set of values both on the field and off the field. And because of that, over time, they built their team into a good, maybe even great team because of their values. And here, here are the values for, for Instagram. I looked at the values for Instagram. They have three values. Like all companies have them. Instagram's values are these three. Community first. Of course, they're about community. They're about connecting people online inspire creativity. We see that. They have videos, they have um, pictures, they have all the filters and the editing and all that kind of stuff. They want to inspire people's creativity and, and, and have people share them with other people. And their third value is simplicity matters. And we see this because while Facebook is like a billion things on it and it's like so complicated that no one under the age of 21 uses it very much anymore, Instagram's very simple. We can go on there and we know the deal. It's like, you share a picture and you look at pictures, and that's basically it. And so um, these are their values. And so Instagram makes decisions based on their values. They hire people based on their values. They make changes to their app based on their values. Everything is about their values. And, and here at United, here at Beach Students, we have values. And we haven't really necessarily talked about them, but if it's your first time here tonight, it's a great week for you to be here because you get to hear what we're all about. Maybe you um, have kind of been here a little bit, and this, this will be a good talk for you too. Maybe, maybe you are really committed. You've been here for a long time, for years, and maybe this will be a good reminder for you, or maybe some things that you need to make sure that you kind of step up in those areas. But, but here is what values are. 
Values support our mission. What's our mission? To, to point students to Jesus. So our values support that mission. Our values shape who we are as a ministry. They shape the events we have. They shape our life groups. They shape um, Epworth and our mission trips and all that kind of stuff. And this may sound redundant, but they reflect what we value. They reflect what, as, as a ministry, what we value, what we care about. And so that is what we are going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about our values. We're going to talk about our top five values. And, and again, if you've ever wanted to be more involved in Beach Students, you've ever wondered, like, well, what, what do I need to do to be more engaged? Like, if you, um, if, if you hear these and do them, you'll become more engaged. You'll get to know more people. You, you'll, you'll get more out of it. It'll begin to feel more like home. So, so this is very important to listen to. And, and here's the thing that happens if we don't, um, if we don't go based off the values and, and the things that we celebrate um, that I'm going to talk about. Well, what we tend to do is we start to make up our own values for the group and for the organization. So you might come in and you say, well, let me look around at the people that are kind of involved here. And let me figure out what's, what's common about them. Okay, well, well, maybe they all dress a certain way. So, so not, that means I guess I got to dress a certain way. They all hang out with certain friend groups. So I guess I got to get in those friend groups. They all talk a certain way. So I guess I got to talk that way. They all go to a certain school or something like that. And sometimes people think like, oh, you got to go to Fletcher. Like, I went to Fletcher. I hated Fletcher. Like, Fletcher doesn't give you a leg up in this ministry. I can promise you that. Like, it was like the worst two and a half years of my life. But, but like, like that, we don't care, like, where you go to school. But you may start to think that because you come in and you just start to ascribe value, values to the ministry in your own head. And so it's important to hear what our actual values are so that we can pursue those things, that we can try our best um, to, to really live out these things. And, and listen, you're going to hear some of these things, and maybe your experience is that you didn't experience these things. But that's why we talk about it. Because if we don't talk about it, then we can't do it. And if we don't do it, then people won't be able to experience it. And so we are not perfect in these areas, but these are the things that we value. These are the things that when you do them, we are going to celebrate. And we're not just going to celebrate you just because you're in the band or because you get up here and do a rise up or because you're, you're popular or something. We're not worried about all those things. We're worried about more like things of the heart. It's getting a little bit dark. That's okay. I'm going to keep talking. So here's, here we go. And these are not in any particular order. These are not in any particular order. Um, but these are our top five. Everybody say top five. five. All right, here we go. Number one, acceptance. Number one, acceptance. These would be good things to write down. We want to be a place where people can belong, not just fit in. Here's the difference. When you fit in, what are you trying to do? You're trying to fit in. You, you look at a group and you try to be like them. And you try to act like them. And you try to talk like them. Those things I was just talking about. I got to dress a certain way. I got to act a certain way. I got I to be from a certain place. And, and, and we don't want people to come to United and be like, okay, I got to figure out how I, can, how I can make my way up the mountain. Like how I can be like those kids or that group. We, we don't want to be a place where people fit in. We want to be a place where people belong. Here's the difference. When you belong somewhere, you can be yourself, your personality, the way you dress, the way you talk, what you're into. You can be yourself and you are accepted. If we have an environment of acceptance, you don't have to come here and try to fit in. You come here and you are belonging to the group because you are accepted by the group. And we want to be a community. We want to be a bunch of students that accept people right where they're at. And where they're at may be different than where you're at. 
And where they're at, maybe they don't believe what you believe. And where they're at, maybe they do some different things on the weekends than you do. And where they're at, you might be like, why are you at church? And, and that's, that's not what we're about. Like Jesus never looked at somebody and said, why are you coming to me? Man, you're too, you're too messed up. He, he never did that. He said, he said, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. Everybody who's under pressure, come to me and I will give you rest. He came to seek and save people who were lost. He accepted all people. And so here United, we don't care how you dress. We don't care about your skin color. We don't care where you live. We don't care if you're from the beach or from town. We don't care how you talk. We don't care what interests you. We don't care about your sexual orientation. We don't care what your past is. We don't care what you did last night. Like, we don't care. You are accepted. You are accepted right here as you are because that's what Jesus did. He accepted people right there where they were, and he didn't say, well, you got to get to a certain place to be a part of this group. And so we want to be an accepting place. If you, if you have your Bibles, you can turn over to James. James was the brother of Jesus, and he writes this, this amazing, amazing book. It's short. It's called the book of James because he wrote it. And we're going to start in chapter 2, verse one. He says this, my brothers and sisters, so he's talking to Christians, he's talking to the church, he's talking to you right now. Believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favoritism, favoritism. They must not show favoritism. And then he says this, suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes. Let me, let, me, let me translate this for you. Suppose a man comes into United wearing skinny jeans and Vans and a snapback and, and an Apple watch. Like suppose he walks in wearing something legit and then a poor man comes in filthy old clothes and he also comes in. If you show special attention to the guy wearing legit clothes and you say, look, here's a good seat for you. Sit by me. And then you say to the poor man, hey, you just go stand over there. Or, hey, why don't you sit down here by my feet, like, like you're a dog or something. Have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Let me tell you, we all do this at some point. We all look at people and we come up with just thoughts about them. And we think certain things about them. Let's skip down to verse eight. He says, if you really keep the royal law found in scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. So that is the first thing. We want to be a place that is accepting, that is accepting. Where people belong, not just fit in. Here's the second thing that we value. Character. Character. Everybody say character. Character, character according to Andy Stanley, he's a preacher, a pastor in, in Atlanta, is this. It is the will to do what is right. The will to do what is right. Not what you think is right, not what your friend thinks is right, not what your mommy and daddy think is right, not what uh, uh, social media says is right, not what your friends say is right. Character is the will to do what is right as defined by who? 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 God. Character is the will to do what is right as defined by God regardless of personal cost. Here's what this means. This means when you have good character, you do things even if people will make fun of you. You do things that are right even if you will be criticized. You do things that are right according to God even if you will lose popularity and reputation. You do things that are right even if you'll lose a relationship. You do things that are right even if you are alone and no one else knows about it. You do whatever is right as defined by God regardless of what it costs you. Here's another way we can say it character is living out your faith, if you're a Christ follower, a Jesus follower, living out your faith in all aspects of your life. 
in all aspects of your life. There's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than, than, than a Christian who doesn't live out their faith in all aspects of their life. Now, we're not talking about perfection here. None of us are perfect. None of us will ever be perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. No pastor's perfect. No life group leader's perfect. No leader is perfect. But we can strive to have good character. And we know the difference. We know people that have good character. Like when you see them, um, when you see them at a party or when you see them at school or when you see them at work or when you see them at home or when you see them at church, they're the same person. They don't hide behind something. They don't wear a mask. They don't try to act different. And this is so hard to do when you're young. It's so hard to just be the same person everywhere. But that's part of what character is. It's living out your faith in Jesus in all aspects of your life. Now, now we don't want to become a, a group of people that's just like, oh, you don't have character. Oh, you don't have character. You shouldn't go to church. That, that's, not, that's not the point. But if we are Jesus followers, if we are, are, are going to be core parts of this ministry, if we want to share Jesus with people, it is so important that we live lives of character. Because here's what happens. People see you, and there's nothing worse than someone saying, oh, my gosh, you're a Christian? I never would have known. And you're like, oh, that hurts. That hurts. Like, you, we don't want that. We don't want that. And, again, we are all, like, the whole point of, uh, of Christianity is, like, we're messed up, and we're forgiven by Jesus. So that, that's the whole message that we preach. Not that we're great people. Not that we are amazing people. But, but we have to strive to have character in all aspects of our life. Matthew chapter 23, Jesus is talking to these guys called the Pharisees, and they were like the teachers of the law. They were like the professional uh, God followers. And here's what he says to them, starting in verse 25. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. We've all heard that word before. You hypocrites. You do something different than what you talk about or what you believe. He says, you clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. It's like if you took a coffee cup and you clean the outside and the inside, you just left the old coffee for like days and days and days. They'd be like, that's disgusting. But this is what they were doing. They were like, we, we got to make the outside look good. He says, blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be clean. And then he continues, woe to you, teachers of the law. And Pharisees, you hypocrites, you are like whitewashed tombs. If you've ever been to like Jamaica or, or, or like a Caribbean country, the way their graveyards are is they build up these um, cement block graves that are above the ground, like these boxes, and they paint them white. And they might even freshen them up like every six months or every year to keep them fresh. And this is what he's calling them. He's like, you're like a whitewashed tomb. You look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside you are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. See, we don't want to be these kind of people. We don't want to be these kind of people. We want to be the kind of people that live out our faith. Not perfect, but we fight to be like Jesus. We fight to live out our faith no matter where we are. We want to be people of character. So, so far, it's acceptance and character. Here's the third one. And we already talked about it last week. It got its own week. That's how important it is. Serving. We value serving here at United. If you uh, have your Bibles and you turn back just three chapters, Matthew chapter 20, same verses, 25 through 28. Here's what Jesus says. He's got his disciples and they're kind of arguing about who's the greatest and who's, who, who's, who's gonna be like his like vice president or vice savior like in heaven, like who's gonna be the, who's gonna be the guy. And he says this, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles, he, he means like the rulers of the world, Lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. So what he's saying is like, like rulers in the world, they like, they're power hungry. It's all about them. 
They, they want to show their power over people, and they will hurt people, and they will do whatever they want. And then he says this, not so with you. Everybody say, not so with you. He says, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be the first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Son of Man is, is Jesus. He's talking about himself. He says, just like I came, you know, I was in heaven. I had all the angels worshiping me. I, I was like sitting there like, like I, was, I was on the throne like, everything was amazing. It was perfect temperature, perfect food, all that kind of stuff. Like, everything was, was, was great. And I came to earth, not in 2018. I came to earth in the first century in a desert, and I'm poor, and nobody liked me. And my family was made fun of, and I was made fun of, and my own family made fun of me. And that's what Jesus is saying. He's like, I came like a slave, like a servant, and I didn't just live a life of luxury. I lived a normal, petty, like, like poor life. And then I died a death, or I'm going to die a death. And that's what he did. He went to the cross and was executed on behalf of us. See, he didn't come to be served, even though he was the king. He came to serve and to give up his life. See, serving is at the heart of who Jesus is. And it shows love in the best way possible. This is why our, for, why our beach is for the beaches. I'm sorry, why our church, I'm sorry, I misspoke. Why our church is for the beaches. Why we as a student ministry are for the beaches. When you see the hashtag for the beaches sticker, this is what it's all about. We want to be for people. We want to be for our community. We want to serve. Just two weeks ago, we had our last mission trip of the summer. We had the, the Jack's mission trip. And we served in our own community. We served over at the food bank with Beam to help food get to people who need it. We served at Fletcher High and Fletcher Middle to help teachers and administration get ready for the school year on one of the most stressful weeks of their year. We served um, at, at the USO for our military families, of which there are tons in this community, and we serve some of our neighbors by doing yard work and doing some things to just take something off their plate. We did that because Jesus calls us to serve. He calls us to serve, and this is a core value. This is something we are always going to celebrate. We're always going to celebrate students who serve, both here and at their school and at their home and in their community. And this is my chance. I'm just going to take one more, one more shot at you guys. Like, we need you guys to serve. As I said, we, we're going to two services. But we're going to need more servants than ever. And can I say, a lot of people signed up to serve last week. And, and I'm going to call you all out again, boys. We had 60 people signed up to serve, and 12 were boys. 12. 12. Boys, we got to do better. We got to do better. If you have not signed up to serve, you need to get on your phone right now, tiny.cc forward slash students serve. Get on your phone. You can just disregard my sermon for the next couple minutes. You go sign up to serve. That's like the best action that you could take on this sermon. It's all lowercase, tiny.cc forward slash students serve. Or you can do it later or whenever. But like, go ahead and go serve. We need people to serve. But more importantly, you need to serve because it changes your heart. It changes what you are all about. What you are all about. So acceptance, character, serving. Number four is being real. Being real. We value being real. See, we're not perfect. No one in this room is perfect. No one in this room will ever be perfect. Nobody that ever walks into this room will be perfect. No human is perfect. We all have issues. Here's what being real is about. And this is what Pastor Jerry, our lead pastor, says all the time. It's okay to not be perfect okay. That's what it means to be real. 
It's okay to not be okay. It's okay that you got in a fight with your parents before you got here. It's okay that you're struggling with lust. It's okay that, like, you're struggling with, with temptations of, uh, of drinking and smoking and all that kind of stuff. It's okay that you're struggling with temptations to be selfish and, and temptations to be prideful and temptations to be all about you and worshiping things of the world. It's okay, but God doesn't want you to stay there. He doesn't want you to stay there. But part of being real means we come and we're just like, yeah, this is who I am. Yeah, I'm not perfect. But a lot of times we come to church and we just put a smile on our face and we act like everything's good. Everything's all right. Oh, we're, we're all good. Everything's amazing. My life's so amazing. But the truth is we all have stuff. Sometimes we had to wipe the tears away 20 minutes before we walked in the door because we're struggling. And we want to be real. We want, we want to go to life groups during the week and not just sit in there and act like good Christians. We don't want a bunch of self-righteous Christians. They're like, oh, I got it all together. My whole life's great. We want to be, have people that come in and they're like, listen, I, I messed up. Listen, I need help, I need prayer, I need accountability, I need something because things aren't going right. See, being real is so important to who we are, but this is so connected to acceptance. Because if people don't feel accepted, they will never be real. Why? Because they're going to say, like, oh, I'm just going to be judged. People aren't going to care. Like, like my own life group is just going to like make fun of me and gossip behind my back because I did something wrong. No, we want to be real. We want to let you know it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not have your whole life together. We're all on a path, and we're all at different places. None of us have it all together. This also means we don't want you to try to be someone else. We don't want you to try to fit in. Again, we want you to belong being who you are. Don't try to be like the person sitting next to you. Don't try to be like your life group leader. Don't try to be like uh, your friend or, or someone older in, in terms of like some of the surfacey things. Just be who you are. The Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God knew you in your mother's stomach. He created you. He knows every hair on your head. You have value. He cares about you. The worst thing we can do is say, I don't like who God made me to be. And we don't want to do that. And so not only do we want to be real with some of the junk in our life and our sin as we talk in life groups and, and come up and pray and all that kind of stuff, we also want to be real with who we are. We want to be ourselves. We don't want to be a place where people are trying to fit in. We want to be a place where people belong. And so being real depends on all of us being accepting. And here's number five. Here's the, here's the last one. It's worship. Worship. Number five is worship. This is the one that might be kind of obvious, because if you've ever been to United, you know we value worship. And when I'm talking about worship, I'm talking about the, the, the worship that we uh, do here on a Sunday night together through song. Like, you know we value this. If you've ever been to Epworth, you know we value worship. Like, like more than like any student ministry I've ever been in, like, we just are obsessed with worship. You guys love worship. Like, last year on, like, the Saturday night of Epworth, we spent, like, three hours in worship, and people were loving it. Like, they don't want it to end, because... We as a ministry, you guys, the adults, me, we, we all value worship. You could see this value coming one time to United. You could walk in and not know anything and say, man, they, they like this, this music stuff. They like this, this singing stuff. Like, I mean, like they're into this stuff. Here's what worship is, very simply. Worship is our response to who God is and what he has done. It's our response to who God is, like his character, and to what he has done in our lives. See, worship is a huge value for us. And yes, it's a lifestyle. 
It's more than just songs. It's more than just music. Yes, it's, it's giving and it's serving and it's, it's what you do in your day-to-day life and it's what you do at school and all that kind of stuff. But again, in this case, we're talking about the time we spend here together. We value you guys coming to the altar. We value you standing and, and raising your hands. We value you sitting down and, and just listening to God. We value you writing in your, in your journals about what God's teaching you. We value you praying for each other. We value you coming up and, and putting arms around each other. We value these things. This is why on a Sunday night, we don't really play games. We don't come in here and just like, oh, yeah, let's just, let's just have fun. Like we come in here, and we kind of just have church just like adults would. Why? Because we value worship. Again, this is why, like at Epworth, well, we'll spend two and a half hours singing songs and then like 40 minutes on a sermon because we value worship. We love that time. It has changed so many of y'all's lives. So many of you have, have told me over the years, like, man, like, it just, it, it, this, this night at worship or, 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 or worship is my favorite thing or like someone came and prayed for me or like there was a song that came on and it just changed what was going on. I needed that time. We value worship. So here's, here's where it all kind of, kind of comes together acceptance character serving being real worship if we commit to doing these things we will point more students to jesus people will come in these doors and they'll be like man i don't know about jesus i don't know about the bible but can i tell you i walked in the door and people just hugged me and high-fived me like the whole time people wanted me to sit like people were fighting over me like everybody accepted me People will come here and they'll be like, people were just serving. I mean, I saw like a, a testimony. I heard a testimony about someone that paid a bunch of money to go to an, another place and serve. Like, this is, this is crazy. People will come here and they'll say like, man, everybody was real. People didn't try to act like they had it all together. I saw people who I thought had it all together crying out to God. Tears coming down their face, raising their hands and saying, I need help. People will come here and they'll say, man, I don't know about Jesus, but I saw them worshiping. And there's something about it that drew me back in. There's something about it that's real. There's something about it that I just want to take a second look at. And I don't, I don't really know if I'm ready to worship, but, but I just like to watch them because they believe it. And it's affecting me. And it's changing me. And, and it's giving me another look at faith. See, if we commit to doing all these things, not just me, not just our leadership, not just our life group leaders, if all of us, everyone in this room, will commit to doing these things, we will point more students to Jesus. We will see more students come to know Jesus. We will see more students baptized. We will see more life change. That's why these are so important. But also for you, if you do these, if you do these things, you'll be more involved. You'll have more relationships, more real relationships. You'll have more friends. You'll, have, you'll feel like you're at home when you're at United. And some of you have come here and you're like, ah, I, don't, I don't know like if I really feel like it's my spot. And the thing is, maybe you just need to start living into some of these values. Maybe you're a, an established person here, and, and maybe you haven't been doing many of these. And maybe tonight is just a realization, like, I've got to, I've got to figure some things out because I want to be a part of helping point students to Jesus. I don't want to just come here and be a taker. I don't want to just take from the ministry. I want to give back. And sometimes people, like, ask me, like, Ryan, you have favorite students? You want to know my favorite students? The students who do these things. I don't care if they're in sixth grade. I don't care if they've only been here for a week. I don't care if they're a 12th grader that, that I've known for seven years. My favorite students 
are the students that live out these values, the students that are accepting of people when they walk in here, the students that have character between their life here and their life outside of here, the students that serve, the students that are real and don't try to act like they have it all together and that are themselves, the students that worship with everything they have. Those are the students I love to see. And it doesn't mean I love them more than anybody else. I love all y'all exactly the same, but I just love to see students who are activated in this way. And I know that when I see students that are doing these things, that we are in a place where we are going to point students to Jesus, where we're going to see amazing things happen, where we're going to see the things that are happening right now, even greater things in the future months, even greater things in the future years, if we will be committed to these top five, to these values. And so here's here's how we're going to uh, respond. Here's what we're going to do. And uh, this, this will go right to our value of being real because it'll be a little bit hard for you to do it. But we're just gonna spend a little bit of time in prayer um, and and in response. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna go one at a time. I'm just gonna read out these these values, these things that we wanna celebrate as a ministry. I'm I'm gonna read them out and kind of explain what they are. And if you feel like this is a place where you need to grow, where you need to kind of step up, you need to take another step forward, Maybe it's here, maybe it's at school, maybe, maybe wherever, maybe just in your overall life. I'm just gonna have you, once I read it, I'm just gonna have you stand up. And you're not gonna move forward. And, and then like, as soon as I'm done praying, you're just gonna sit right back down. And maybe you'll stand up all five times. That's okay. Maybe you'll stand up once. Maybe you won't stand up at all. This is not about looking around and comparing and all that stuff. Again, we wanna be real. We wanna be real with where we're at. And this is for adults too. This isn't just for students. This is for all of us. If any of these resonate with you, if God's kind of been working on your heart, if you, if you wrote that one down and you were like, oh man, gosh, I really got to figure that part out. Like, like I, I'm just going to ask you to stand up and I'm just going to say a short prayer over you and then you guys can sit right back down. And if you don't want to see people looking at you, just close your eyes. Just stand up and close your eyes. But we want to be real in this moment and we want to take a step and be like, yeah, you know what? I need to be more accepting. Yeah, you know what? I need to, I need, I need to get it together with worship or character or whatever. So we'll start from the top. If you feel like I need to take a step forward in acceptance, stand up. Maybe, maybe you are good with accepting people that look like you. Maybe not so much people that don't look like you. Maybe you're good at accepting your friends, but not so much other people. Maybe, maybe, maybe you struggle a little bit with judging, whatever. If you want to stand up at any moment while I'm talking, you can stand up. And, and if this is you, I thank you for standing up. I thank you for standing up. I want, I want to just pray over you. Bow your heads, close your eyes. I'll pray over you. Heavenly Father, I pray over each person that's bold enough to stand up right now. I pray that they would be people that accept others, all people, no matter what they look like, no matter what they act like. I pray that we would be a place here at United, at Beach Students, that accepts all people, where people belong, not just trying to fit in. Help each person that's standing up by the power of your spirit. Reach out to people, love on people, encourage people, and accept people because you accepted us first in your name. Amen. Y'all can grab a seat. Thank you. If, if you know that you're struggling in the area of character, I want to ask you to stand up. It's going to be the one that's really, really hard to stand up on. It's easy to stand up on some of the other ones. It's going to be harder to stand up on this one. Cool. Thank you. If this is you, if you feel like, man, I've been, I've been living a double life. I'm one person here. I'm one person here. I'm one person on Sunday night, and then I'm another person on Friday night. I'm one person at home with my parents, and then I'm another person when I'm with my life group. Like, like, I need to take a step forward so that I can be a person that has the will to do what is right as defined by God, regardless of personal 
cost. I'm so proud of you guys for standing. Let me pray for you guys. Heavenly Father, I pray for each person standing in this room that they would have the boldness and the courage not to just live life playing church, but that they would have faith affecting every part of their life. I pray for each student in here that struggles to live out their faith at school. I pray for each person in this, in this, in this room that struggles to live out their life at work. I pray for each person that, uh, that struggles to live out their faith in their home with their parents. I pray for the people that are struggling to live out their faith when they're alone in a room with a computer or alone in a room with their boyfriend or their girlfriend. Lord, I pray for character. I pray that you would flood each of these people with the power and the courage to do what is right, regardless of what people say. Help them not worry about what people think about them, what people say about them, what people post about them. Lord, I pray that they would only worry about one opinion, and that is your opinion. Give them the power to do this. In your holy name we pray. Amen. You guys can take a seat. If you know you take, need to take a step forward in the area of serving, or maybe maybe you're a person that needs to serve, but with more of a servant's heart, I want to ask you to stand up. I want to ask you to stand up. Maybe it's in your school. Maybe it's at your home, like you're never willing to do chores or help out your parents. Come on. Or we don't just serve at church. Maybe it's in the community. Maybe it's here in this room. Maybe it's on a Sunday night. And you know, man, I've just been kind of, I've been kind of going around the outskirts, going around the fringe and trying just to, just to avoid all of that. And you know, man, it's time, it's time for me to start serving or to take another step in serving or to stop serving with a, with a heart that's just like, oh, whatever. But to start serving thinking like, I'm going to help people know Jesus. That's who you are. Stand up. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray over each person standing. I pray that you would give them a servant's heart that doesn't come from them, but that comes from you. I pray that they would be like you who came to seek and save the lost, who came not to be served, but to serve, to give up your life. I pray that they would give up their lives and their schedules and their um, preferences for you. And when they do that, other people are gonna come to know you. I pray that they would know that their obedience to you could change the eternity of someone else. Help them serve, give them courage and boldness. In your name we pray. Amen. You guys can sit down. If you need to take a step in the area of being real, stand up. Maybe it's being yourself and being who God made you to be with your personality, not trying to fit into other people's molds of, uh, of you or fit into what a magazine says or what uh, social media says. Or, or maybe it's, I need to start being real. I've been lying to my life group for a year about my addiction. I've been lying to my life group for a year about my issue with temptation. Like I, I just, I try to act like it's all, all good, but, but really it's not. If that's you standing, let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray for each person standing right now. Lord, you created us and you love us as we are. I pray that we'll be the people you made us to be. But, but, you didn't make us to be controlled by sin. So I pray for the people that are struggling with a certain temptation that, that they would go to you to change them and not try to fix themselves. And I pray for the person standing up that maybe has been a little self-righteous, maybe tried to act like they had it all together, maybe tried to act like nothing's going wrong in their life. No, nothing's going wrong at home, but really, man, their life is falling apart. Lord, I pray that they would let someone in, that they tell a friend, that they tell a life group leader, they tell somebody, and they'd start moving towards redemption in that area of their life. Lord, help each person standing up be real. 
In your name we pray. Amen. Take a seat. And last one, last one. If you need to take a step forward when it comes to the area of worship, maybe it's being here on a Sunday night consistently or being at life groups consistently. Maybe it's when you get here, actually letting your heart be engaged in worship. You're not looking at your phone. You're not talking to your friend. You're not worried about who you're gonna talk to afterwards, where you're gonna go eat. You're worried about God and you wanna worship him. If you wanna take a step forward in the area of worship, maybe it's your quiet time. Maybe it's your prayer life. In the area of worship, I wanna ask you to stand up. Stand up. Let me pray over you. You guys can keep standing even as I'm, as I'm praying. God sees you, and he knows, he knows what you're trying to do. Heavenly Father, I pray over each person standing that they would take a step forward in the area of worship, that they would not come here and just play church and just mouth words or just say words without even thinking, but that they would worship with everything they have. They would come in here and other people would see their worship and be like, oh my goodness, I want to worship like that too. There's something going on in that person's life. Lord, I pray for the person in here that says, man, I haven't been consistent in being a part of group worship. I haven't been consistent in life groups. I haven't been consistent in my quiet times or in spending time with God. And Lord, I pray that those people would take a step forward in their worship, that they would spend time with you, spend time with each other, spend time in worship at United, spend time talking at life groups, that they would be committed this year to this value of worship. I pray that they would make it all about you and not about them, that they would worship not worrying about what people think about them or what people will say about them or what someone next to them is doing, but they will worry only about what you say about them. And here we pray. Amen. Amen. So here's what we're going to do. We're just going to close with a few songs, a few songs of worship. And, and, and here's what I want to tell you to do. A few of these, you can put into practice right now. You don't just have to stand up and be like, all right, someday I'll, sometime, someday I'll do it. Like you could do it right now. Acceptance, maybe there's someone that you need to go put an arm around. Maybe there's someone you need to go give a hug to. Maybe there's someone you need to go pray for and that's part of acceptance. Maybe, maybe you need to go sign up to serve right now. Get on your phone and sign up to serve when everybody else stands up to worship. Maybe you need to go talk to someone and tell them something that's going on in your life and go pray with them and be real and take that step towards being real. Maybe, maybe you just need to worship with without regard to anything that's going on and give it all to God. Whatever your action step is, don't be afraid to take action right now because sometimes if we don't take action here, we'll never take action. So let's all stand together. Let's all stand together. And we're gonna spend some time together in worship. And I challenge you to respond on these values.